This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Edward Coney alive for the Build Four Top Studio. Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning, a big football Monday as the championship weekend is set. You've got the two top seeds in the NFC facing off with the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch of last year's AFC championship game with the Bengals traveling to Kansas City. And that also means that, of course, on Saturday night, the New York Giants were eliminated and they were crushed by the Philadelphia Eagles. And yes, at some point, the Giants fan, it might even be by this morning, at some point, they're going to look back and say, man, weren't supposed to be here. You won a playoff game. You really set the foundation for a good future. But man, Saturday night, when that game was unfolding and probably the next morning, you felt like crap. I don't care if you're underdog. I don't care if you weren't supposed to be there. Getting beat like that by a rival on a national stage is no fun. But as we get further away from the game, I think you'll start to really appreciate what this season was for the Giants. Had a great, really fun defensive battle yesterday between the Cowboys and Niners. We'll talk plenty about as well. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, G. I'm doing well. And, uh, yeah, Saturday night was really disappointing. I mean, I'm getting ready to watch a game, and everybody's all excited. I did, and uh, that game was over about five minutes into it, as uh, it was apparent that Jalen Hurts was 100%, and it was also apparent that you know the Eagles have a much better roster, and Howie Roseman has been building this roster, and Nick Sirianni's been there for a couple of years, uh, and that's where Joe Shane and Brian Dable find themselves now. You know, they had a little bit of success. They outkicked their coverage, if you will. They got some breaks along the way. They may have found their long-term solution at quarterback. Uh, they have a lot of contracts to decide whether or not they're going to pick guys back up or they're going to let guys walk. Uh, there'll be compensatory picks if they let some players walk. But, you know, at the end of the day, they are still in a cash-strapped situation. The uh, salary cap should go up to about $225 million. That's what most people are estimating uh, for 2023 to be up to. So that will give them some room to sign Daniel Jones to a contract. And I still believe that they are close to getting him done, uh, I mean, in a reasonable way. And, and I think that reasonable way is going to be somewhere between, you know, four years and uh, somewhere between probably 130 and $150 million. Somewhere around there. Because, you know, you got to start with the franchise tag, which is over $32 million now, right now. So... I mean, for the Giant fan, you know, there's, the hope is alive now. Hope is that you you have a coach that 
you believe in and that you like and that he got the most out of this team. Uh, he kind of fixed your quarterback and got him right and made him more of a positive than he was a net negative. And the other thing, too, is is that there's just a general, I, I think, feeling of positivity around the, I want to say, and, and you can't look at Saturday night and then say the same thing, but I think it's prior to Saturday night. There is a level of competitiveness that we haven't seen here for about four or five years now. Yeah, going into this season, what you wanted to know was, do you have a coach and what's your quarterback situation going to be? And you got those answered. Now, I think it took a longer time to get the quarterback question answered, but I believe it has been answered. And I was one of the biggest Daniel Jones detractors there were, but I don't believe at this point you can let him go elsewhere, despite the performance on Saturday night. I mean, I, I you can't completely toss it out. He had no chance. But, I mean, the way he played for a majority of the year, he earned that contract. And, of course, the head coach, who should be the coach of the year, you were able to get that and feel good about that. And I think you also feel good about your general manager. So, yes, there's big decisions to be made. And one of them that we're going to talk about just probably as much as the Jets quarterback situation and who they end up with is if they're going to be able to also keep Saquon Barkley on this team. And I think that's going to be the toughest decision for Joe Shane and Brian Dable and everybody over at the Giants because the situation that they're in, I know they're going to have more cap space after things shake out, but are you really going to pay a running back when you have to pay your quarterback? And there's other free agents that you want to retain. I mean, Leonard Williams has an out. You know, Darius Slayton is an unrestricted free agent. I mean, you go through a lot of, you know, Nick Gage, John Feliciano. Those are two starting linemen that are free agents. Jihad Ward, who was a big part of this team, is a free agent. Julian Love, O'Shane Jimenez. You go on and on and on about guys that you want to keep on this team. And is Saquon Barkley going to be one of those guys? Yeah, well, that's a good question for me. I, I do know that they did offer him a contract right around the uh, bye week, and I guess he turned it down. So I can't imagine that since the bye week to now, the Giants are going to change their stance on what they were offering him. Sure, he's looking for more money than I. I you know, unfortunately, you're going to have to let let him walk. I, I I don't know in this day and age. You know, you see. Zeke Elliott last night is just not the same player that he was five years ago. Yeah, and he's one of those examples of someone who got way too much money as a running back and it didn't work out. I mean, and, you know, Tony Pollard, unfortunately, with the broken leg uh, last night. But, I mean, this was a guy who wasn't making any money and was out-snapping and out-producing Ezekiel Elliott for a significant amount of time. And there's example after example of that in the NFL. Just don't, you know, when you pay your quarterback, all of a sudden... It's going to have a ripple effect, and that ripple effect most often is a, a negative ripple effect that somebody is going to get, you know, uh, moved, traded, uh, not signed, not resigned, and you, you may be unhappy about that. But that's kind of the way it goes in the NFL, and that's why I was saying yesterday in the NFL today, after the Bills and Bengals game was over, that yeah, okay, as long as Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and those guys stay with their respective franchises. They're always going to have a chance because that's how good they all are. But when you pay the big money, like Patrick Mahomes got, like Josh Allen got, what do you start seeing? You start seeing guys ending up leaving and going to uh, elsewhere for greener pastures, meaning money. And uh, it unfortunately comes back onto that quarterback that, you know, he's got to be above everybody else and he's got to bring everybody else's level of play up. Like, why do you think Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams? Why do you think, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill? 
Well, yeah, and I'll give you another example. You know, why do you think that the only Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes has so far is before he got paid? Aaron Rodgers, the only Super Bowl he has is before he got paid. Russell Wilson, the only Super Bowl he has is before he got paid. Joe Flacco, the Super Bowl he won was before he got paid. So there's a many. Goes on and on yes. and on. So, and that's what Howie Roseman is doing with the Philadelphia Eagles going all in when he's got a quarterback that's making basically no money and then he's filling the roster with superstars around him because he already did that back in 2017 and it worked. So you're going to see a couple of things this offseason. You know, uh, Herbert, Tungavailoa, and Joe Burrow all are going to get contract extensions. Yeah. Uh, that means, like, in Cincinnati, there's potential that a guy like T. Higgins could be available via trade. Because he's a second-round draft choice. He's in the third year of a four-year contract. And he ain't playing for what they're paying next year. You know, think A.J. Brown. Think uh, Tyree Kill. Think uh, Devontae Adams. You know, he is, like, now in that situation where he could be a number one receiver uh, if a team can trade for him and then give him the contract extension that he wants. But which team can do that and which team can afford that? You know, he's going to be one of the higher-paid players on your team if that, in fact, happens. Can you add him and still pay Daniel Jones and still pay Saquon Barkley? The answer to that is no, you can't. Yeah, I mean, and I also think that what they were able to do with lesser talent offensively is going to want everybody to see them, who's a Giants fan, go out and get more talent at that position because that's going to be the rallying cry. Look what Daniel Jones was able to do with nobody out there. If you give him bigger weapons, better weapons, pass-catching tight end, big wide receiver, what could this offense be with Brian Dable? And right there is the biggest question that you just posed is can you add that guy when you've got all these other issues and guys that you have to sign? And I do think that's where, for me personally, if I had to make a decision between re-signing Saquon Barkley or using that money to go get a bigger weapon at wide receiver, I'm going out and getting that wide receiver. Ten times out of ten. Especially with the way that the NFL, you see these wide receivers, the top-end wide receivers, change the game more than anybody else, other than the quarterback, you that know, is. The, the other thing, too, is you know I want my quarterback to run less. I don't want him running more. And the one thing that we have seen this year from Daniel Jones is that he's had to do both. He's had to run. And he's had a throw. Now, he had, he's not even close to 3,500 yards in completions in terms of yardage. And, he, I know he, and I know he played one less game. But, you know, that that's not the way to survive in the NFL. Asking your quarterback to have to run for like 74, 75 yards a game. Now, you're asking for, you know, trouble. Yeah. So, you know, I want to see more of a drop back game. I want to see more of like a Brock Purdy game yesterday. I'd like to see more of a Joe Burrow game. You know, those are the types of games you want to see. A quarterback that sits in the pocket, that it's going to get rid of the ball and it's going to be accurate with it and spread it around as opposed to running and having to take on guys and having to do even more heavy lifting. It's hard enough to play quarterback as it is. When, when they're calling for you to run the ball 10 times a game or 15 times a game on top of making, say, 35 passing decisions, you know, that's putting a lot on that quarterback's shoulder. So I, I think it was apparent on Saturday night that with Daniel Jones needs help. You know, uh, Evan Neal had a tough game. You know, not a great pass blocker right now. He'll be better next year. This is usually the, you know, kind of what happens with these young kids. Well, same with Andrew Thomas. Remember, yeah, he was yes. early portion of his career. People were all over him. So he'll be better next year. But, you know, again, and then you take a look at guys like uh, Lane Johnson, who's playing hurt, and how he engulfed Kayvon Thibodeau on passing plays. Yeah. I was just with a not groin a groin injury. Which there is... was just not a sniff from the rookie. Now, the rookie had eight 
tackles. I think it was four, uh, you know, tackles by himself and then had four assists. But, you know, he was not a non-factor in passing. And this is why he was drafted. He's supposed to impact the passing game. Sure. And unfortunately, you know, for him, he had to go up against one of the best right tackles in all of the NFL. And he kind of engulfed him. Yeah, and I think that the the big things that are going to be the holes that need to be filled for the Giants is they have to get better at linebacker and they have to get more offensive weapons for Daniel Jones. That is the big, those two big holes because clearly that's what held them back. And I do like the fact that, you know, when the secondary was healthy, uh, they did look better other than Saturday night. And I do think that the defensive line, as currently constructed, is one that's formidable. However, I, I don't know if Leonard Williams is going to be around because he's got that out in his contract. He probably could get paid more elsewhere. You know, the, well, the, he can get a longer contract elsewhere. I don't know how much more he would get paid. Well, he was also asked, though, after, because everybody's been thinking about this, but they asked him after the game uh, or whatever, locker cleanout day the next day, you know, would you take a pay cut oh, if you no had to, to stay here? Absolutely. And he goes, not. I would only do that if my agent advised me to, and the agent's not going to advise him to. So, no, I yeah. mean, like, this, this idea that guys have to take pay cuts is ridiculous to me. Now, I understand if you're a 10 or 11 year wide receiver, sure, and you're, you're trying to hang on, that's a different story. Like, if they went to Kenny Galladay, you want to stay here, we ain't paying you what you were, expo- you know, we're supposed to pay you next year. Maybe we'll give you another shot here, although that's not going to happen. Um, I-, I can understand that, but. You know, for a guy like Leonard Williams, who's out there every single game, plays a lot of plays, and is a very effective player, although he doesn't, like, jump off the screen at you, um, that, that guy will find a home somewhere else for a longer-term deal and more guaranteed money. It really is a shame that it ended for Giants fans the way that it did in just a total blowout. I mean, I don't think it's going to wash away all the good that happened. It definitely leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But, I mean, it made you forget for a little bit. You know, where the team came from. You know, and I always say once you get there, make the most out of it. But clearly they had, they just had no shot in the football game. But I mean, there, there were very few people that thought that this team could be a playoff team, much less go on the road and win a playoff game. Well, that's so, the point. They won a playoff game. Right. You know, now if you're a giant fan, you have hope. You do. And the, the whole first that, time in a very long time. Right. And you, and you have, and you're going to watch Joe Shane kind of go through with a surgical knife. Yeah. Uh, and, slice and dice and make the decisions that he's going to have to make. And some of them are going to have to be really hard. But again, you know, I always go back to, you know, as a general general manager, what do I say? You you have to ruthless. be ruthless. You have to be. And, you know, and the good thing is, is he's only been here for a year, less than a year, actually. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't have these relationships with these people. That's the beauty of coming from outside. And, of course, you got to sit down with John Mara. And, you know, John Mara may really want Saquon to stay here and may bite the bullet and give him some more money. But at the end of the day, does it really truly make sense to pay a running back when you have to pay your quarterback? I, to me, it does not. Right. And I, I really don't think that that's the route that they want to go. Uh, but John Mara can't be meddling that much, though, Kenny. I mean, I understand that he said it's a part of it. Right? But, but I mean, if, if Joe Shane's like, listen, we can't pay the running back. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. We could have as much production, maybe not as much production. But we could get production elsewhere if we spend money in different places. And John Mara's were like, I want to keep Saquon a giant well, for the rest of his career. I'd be like, ah, why did I take this job? There are 32 owners and every single one of their owners uh, of these owners <laughs> and also some of their family members have. 
an ability to make decisions that impact what's going on on the field. I'm just telling you that. A lot of teams do, and uh, and rightfully so. If I were an owner, I would want say so. I'd want them to come to me and say, this is what we're doing, and I want to be a part of the plan, and I, I want to understand what your vision is. And that's one of the reasons why you hire guys. So you hire Joe Shane to now rebuild this team. He got he got a late start last year, had to clean up a mess, had to let go of some guys like Bradbury that he did not want to let go. Uh, you know, Bradbury could say whatever he wants, or they didn't want me. Anymore. Hey, it's not about that. They wanted you. It's about the money that you were making, and they had to make hard decisions. So he made, and he has already shown that he will make hard decisions because he did yet last year. Now he's going to have to do it again. And I think even harder because he does know these guys now, and they did have success. And I think that it was a lot easier when he came in and knew nothing about the team to be able to make those tough decisions. I mean, now that this this team is going to be special to them for a long time because they overachieved and it was their first year there, and they had a lot of great moments, it's going to be tougher to be ruthless. I still think he will be, but it's more difficult in right, the second let's year. Let's be realistic about this. You take the Giants and then you put them in the same boat as San Francisco, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Are they even remotely in that in that boat with those? Teams? Not right now. No, no, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, let's be honest, they're not. And it's okay. I mean, but the fact that they won a playoff game uh, is amazing, and it's unfortunate, like you said, the way that it ended. But now it's up to Joe Shane to be realistic and look at you know what we have here, what we're dealing with in our own division. And by the way, Washington ain't bad either. Washington's no like slouch defensively. They're, they're pretty good defensively. They got their quarterback issues and their offensive issues. But uh, I would say in your own division, you're the third best team, if if not tied with the fourth best team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so you have two teams that are significantly better than you and, and do have some really, really great players that are playing for them that you don't have. I mean, and you're going to have to figure out how you catch up to those guys. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco here after, I'm sure, a frustrating watch for him yesterday as the Dallas Cowboys lose to the San Francisco 49ers. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. What a beautiful day. You yeah. guys uh, <laughs> kind of how each other feels a little bit because of what happened to your Vikings and now 
that disgraceful performance by that Cowboy offense yesterday. Yeah, I mean, we both have similar Mondays where we're frustrated. I mean, Jerry has seen many, many great moments as a Cowboys yeah, fan, team hoisting Lombardis points. and all of that, you know? At least your team scores points, though. And the Cowboys are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Not yesterday. Not yesterday. Mm -hmm. No. Not when they run up against a really good defense. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, too, watching the game was weird from the standpoint of usually a team gets to the 35-yard line. You're thinking, all right, well, at least you're going to try a field goal. I don't know if they were going to try extra points, field goals. It was a weird, strange that was feel part, of that yeah, game. That was, that was part of the game, the whole Maher thing. Yeah. Uh, but he came through. No, he was fine. Listen, he's for the block. He's been a great kicker all year. That's yeah. one of the, Well, and that was going wide. He shanked that thing. Yeah, thank God it got oh blocked. You know, even though like uh, I, the guys in the booth basically said that was going to be a miss anyway. It but. was. I think that the fact that it got blocked, I think, allowed him to make the other field Maybe. goals. Because if that would have gone wide left like that, he would have been just shot. Totally what shot. What do you make of this Brock Purdy? <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable. He's not lost. No, he, he's not. I mean, obviously, that was the toughest game he had to play the entire time. Because that was the best defense he faced. Sure. But the fact that he didn't make a mistake, although the Trayvon Diggs interception oh. would have changed absolutely everything. It was everything. deflection, though. It was. It was. But he didn't have any intercept, didn't make any mistakes. It was one time he started running backwards again, which he can't do. But for the most part, I mean, this guy stands in there. He finds those wide receivers. He knows where the open guys are. It's really, it's really incredible. That he's he had, he's had a, uh, a couple of moments where, you know, he kind of takes off and runs around. And then all of a sudden... The, the the light goes off in his head like get rid of it and get it get you know don't take the loss here well even at the end of the second quarter yes. he almost ran out of time what I did really like about what the 49ers did especially in the fourth quarter when they finally had I guess it was their last possession or their yeah, it was their last possession every time they stayed in bounds with the ball you know he was taking the down clock yep. as the game clock was running all the way down to one second he was exhausting every single uh, you know, second that possibly could be exhausted. And then, of course, Elijah, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell runs out of, bounds. Bounds, out of bounds. If he doesn't run out of bounds, the game's, game's over right there. Yep. So that was a real boneheaded play on that particular player on himself. But for the most part, it was like a precision way to end the game. Really was. Niners don't beat themselves. That's for damn sure. Anyway, all right, well, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Flag and Anthem. Real close for real life. Let's get to the sounds of that game indeed. And this is, it's not the catch. Dwight Clark was the catch. But this was a pretty damn good catch that led to a big score for the Niners. Now they got Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence on the same side over McGlinchey. Going to roll Purdy the opposite way going left. Purdy time. Going to throw back right. And it is juggled. And George Kittle makes the catch. The oh, what a catch by George Kittle. Uh, on the throwback there from Brock Purdy. Bobbled it a couple of times, but was able to reel it in. Niners oh. right with the call there. Yup, that was George Kittle uh, with the catch. Christian McCaffrey, the go-ahead four-yard touchdown run, and it was 19-12. The Niners beat the Cowboys as they advance into the NFC title game. Brock Purdy, 19 of 29 for 214 yards. No mistakes. Here was Kyle Shanahan on that catch by Kittle. Explosives can jump start you better than anything, and he definitely wasn't the primary on that, and they defended the play very well, and Brock came back to the inside, and Kittle just saw an opening and went down there, and Brock let it rip. Let it rip. You see the defensive lineman for the Cowboys. Neville Gallimore. Yeah, Gallimore running yeah. with Kittle down yeah. the field. I mean, he's the one that basically touches him so he doesn't get up and keep running. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, good was, hustle by that kid. Here was more uh, Niners. This is George Kittle. The win, so close to the Super Bowl now. This is exactly where you want to be, right? I mean, at the start of the year, 
back in OTAs, you're, all you're doing is preparing, you know, for the Super Bowl. And um, to be one step away from that, it's awesome. But still a lot of work to do as they will advance to play the Eagles in Philly Sunday afternoon. As for the Cowboys... Well, the drought continues. Uh, they go another year without making the NFC Championship game. Dak Prescott, two picks in this game. One, two, Ramondre Lenore at the Cowboys, 21 in the first, led to a field goal. And then the Fred Warner pick at the San Francisco, 14, late in the second quarter, which led to a San Francisco field goal. Here was Prescott, a lot of interception issues down the stretch of the season. Can't happen. Um, the number that that has gotten to is, is ridiculous. Um, and uh, I can promise that. It'll never. The number will never be this again. I can promise. Well, that. you don't know. I hope so, but you don't poop know. Poop the that. bed. And they didn't poop the bed. Poop the bed. It's a tough game. Maybe a couple bad throws. Poop the bed. You did. I got you. Play a good defense, though. I got you. You know, Philadelphia and and uh, San Francisco played was the second week of 2021, and that game was a 17 to 11 game. The 49ers did win. Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. Jalen Hurts did play in that game, and uh, you know, it didn't do really that much. Uh, but he's a much better quarterback today than he was in September of 2021, that's for sure. Here was Jerry Jones. He expected better. Came up short. Um, I'm sick. I'm sick. What did you think? Sick. Sick. Very sick. So much so that he, he apologized for this. We've got uh, uh, a locker room full of sick players and coaches to go along with literally hundreds of thousands of Cowboy fans that are no better sick. Jerry, obviously, I'm you sorry. mentioned I'm yep. sorry. There were three major points in this game that I think swung it. One was where I really believed the Cowboys were going to win. That big play down the field to CeeDee Lamb when the game was still tied. Mm-hmm. And then after that, three and out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they ended up having to punt at that yeah. situation. Because yeah. I was like, here goes the Cow- Cowboys are going to, at this point, it's like go the game down. was picking up. Exactly. Yeah. The George Kittle catch, and then obviously the dropped interception on the drive that led to a touchdown. And the, I, I thought the Warner pick was huge too. It was because they were they were driving. They yeah, were going to take the lead into halftime, right? And then Kyle Shanahan's letting the clock run down. I'm like, great, go to the halftime six six. And then he's like, you know what? Why not throw? That a was bizarre. Times? Yeah, that was totally bizarre. And then uh-huh. they used the timeout in a weird yes. spot too. Yeah, after they burned like 15 seconds off the clock and didn't do anything. And then they could have spiked it because they got Ugh. the first down. Then they used the timeout there too, but they still were able to get the field goal into half. And then was there a a more depressing three and out? <laughs> That when the Cowboys get the ball, they had to punt it back to them with two minutes to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. Mike. Ryan right. McCarthy's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Off the field, off the field, off the field. <laughs> you guys suck today. And by the way, so, and then Dak Prescott, who, how, do, how did you not see that defender when he was in the end zone? Now, he ended up getting the ball. Oh, when he ran through him. <laughs> yes. I mean, what was that? I thought it should have been a safety. It was close. And then you look at the replay. It's like he was looking so far downfield, he didn't even see the guy in his face. Was, that, was, well, that was one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen because yeah. Armstead is right there to make the tackle. Right. And because I think Dak is so big, he just ran through him. It just kind of like bounced off of each other. And he had Schultz open for what would have been 15 yards, but it got knocked down. Yeah. And how about Schultz doesn't get his foot down and that yeah. that it matters? He's but such a good player. That, that was, was a weird. bad one. And that was the last play of the game where Ezekiel yeah. Elliott is the spiking the ball. <laughs> I mean, and he gets completely trucked. Yes. I, yes. There's one headline. It was at the might have been the post where it basically says Cowboy season ends on bizarre play. I'm like, that didn't end on that play. Right. I mean, Technically, it did, but that's not why they lost the game. It was a little insult to injury type yes, of thing. Yes, it sure was. So you got the uh, Niners and the Eagles Sunday afternoon in the NFC Championship game. Now, the AFC Championship game will feature the Chiefs 
and the Bengals. Joe waits for the shotgun snap. He catches. Pump fakes to the right. Oh, got throws to the end zone. It is caught by Hayden Hurst. Touchdown. Bengals. Burrow sucked the Bills in with the pump fake. And Hayden Hurst was wide open at the goal line. Oh, yeah. Made it 14-0. They never looked back. Uh, Bengals win 27-10. Joe Burrow was masterful. 242 yards passing. Couple of those early touchdowns. Here he was on CBS. He says, "You know what? Team effort. Complete game from everybody. Offense, defense, special teams. Domination from start to finish. That's what we expected. Job's not finished. We got another big one next week on the road. Excited for in it. Kansas City, and they did. They kicked the crap out of Josh Allen yesterday. Yeah, they did. Actually, their their uh, backup offensive lineman played well. Everybody played well. You know, there wasn't even a remote chance of a turnover from the Bengals' standpoint. No, nobody like." Uh, even came close to turning the football over. And what did you think about the Jamar Chase no touchdown I, I at can't the back of the end what zone? Are we, it's, well, so if he catches we've overcomplicated it. So this if, thing. If that ball is in the middle of the field, inbounds, that's a catch. Right. It should be a, that should be a touchdown. So why do they say that it's not when it's because, out, of, out of bounds? Well, because that's the rule. That but why is it the rule is the I question. I, well, because Rich McKay made it a rule. He made like three different things that you have to make it out now to be a catch, and it's extremely complicated. Between roughing the passer and plays like this, it's, yeah. it's hard to watch sometimes. So again, if, if Jamar Chase catches that ball inbounds and stays inbounds, it's a catch. Isn't that the right. most so, bizarre thing ever? Like, it's a total catch. Like, yeah. that ball never hit the ground. No. No. And even when he lost control of it momentarily, it never left his body. I, ca- I caught ca- the ball. I understand that if you if you fall down and the ball hits the ground, I totally get yeah. that part of it. But this is, like, ridiculous. It's I also, mean, this too, this also bothers me. He catches the ball two feet down. He falls to the ground and the ball shifts a little bit. Yeah, now, I understand it moved a little bit, but he never it never got off his body. Yet, when you break the plane of the goal line, plays dead, touchdown. As opposed to finishing the play. Like they make you finish the play with the catch, but when you're running the ball, you can just doop, touchdown. And, and the ball it's can over. get knocked out of your hands too, right. even. Now, like Tyler Huntley never broke the plane of the goal line last week. Correct. But most quarterbacks and running backs, once they get there, they just stick the it's, ball out. And, yeah. Not consistent. I mean, what if the George Kittle play happened out of the back of the end zone? Maybe that's why this rule is the way that it is. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like juggling and then he ends up with the ball. But like at some point you run out of field. I mean, is that I'm just trying to figure out why they would have the different rule out of the back of the end zone. Because the middle of the field. shows the ball move every centimeter and they show it 900 times. That's why. Yeah. Without replay, that's a touchdown. No, you, for sure. Yeah. And they, they called it a touchdown. Yeah, on the field. And again, like if it if he stays in the end zone and doesn't it's go touchdown. out of the end zone, right? It's a touchdown. It's crazy. Uh, so here was Josh Allen. Uh, we talked about him. He got hit eight times, I think, sacked a couple of times, uh, threw a pick, but it was late. So it just wasn't happening for us. Couldn't find it. I thought we moved the ball um, when we had some of our possessions, but the two early three and outs um, just you know, stalling throughout the throughout the game. That's, you can't win football games that way. So Cincinnati in Kansas City, Sunday night in the AFC title game. Just give you one from Mahomes. Uh, you know about his day, Saturday, of course, and the ankle. Here he was on not wanting to come out of the game, though he did go in and finish. I obviously didn't want to go back and see it. Uh, I didn't want to go get the x-rays or whatever it was. I wanted just to continue to play. 
Um, I told him I would do it at halftime, um, but uh, Coach, I mean, in the best interest of me, uh, just made he made me go back there and, and get that X-ray before he put me back in the game. Yeah, and then they would come back in and finish the game. Chad Henney, Chad engineer, man, that was great. A 98-yard drive. That was the Isaiah Pacheco run on that drive. He hit five pass plays. Uh, and they scored a touchdown on that drive. Did somebody uh, cover Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I mean, you would think that going into a game like, you know, number 87 would be like at the top right. of the list to stop. And they just kept throwing it to him, throwing it to him, and throwing it to him. And he keeps catching it. Yep. Two touchdowns, too, again. Amazing, too. So he gets a high ankle sprain from this. Tony Pollard broke his leg yeah. on a very similar-looking play. I'm telling you, this is not going to be an easy thing. It's going to be something we'll talk about all week long in the football world. And we'll talk about it next Sunday in Kansas City. Where it's going to be 12 degrees and we're going to be outside and I'm going to have some speaker like right behind me. <laughs> I mean, like 180 decibels or whatever the hell it is. Uh, but I, I will say that um, he is not going to be the same player. I mean, he's a great player, so he'll overcome some of it. But he's just not going to be the same player to be able to move around and make the plays that he normally makes with his legs. Giants GM Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable will meet the media today at 12 p.m. Of course, we discussed already them losing to the Eagles on Saturday night. On Sunday, a lot of the players met the media, including Daniel Jones, who reiterated he wants to be a Giant. I really enjoyed being here. I have nothing but love and respect for, for this organization. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be back, but, uh, you know, we'll see. And, and there's a business side of it, too. And then the other question mark is Saquon Barkley. And I don't know that you can ever get a more honest answer to the question about knowing where you stand. He's made it very clear he wants to be here. Listen to this. This is about as honest as you can get. This is Barkley. I'm realistic. Uh, I know where I was on, you know, pace to do. Uh, but having two years of filled up with injuries and, you know, having a season of not performing to love what I know I can perform uh, doesn't help. He's, he's helping the Giants cause that. Yeah, basically. I know. He's like he's arguing against himself. Yeah, he's basically got no leverage. He also said, I, I read this quote, that he's not interested in resetting the running back market. I was like, okay, I mean, sure. If I'm Joe Shane, this is awesome. Well, they asked him the question, and I think he's a realist, too. But, you know, three out of the five years that he played that he's played here, he's played really well. Yeah. I mean, he's had over, you know, what, 1,300 yards twice, 1,000 yards his second year. He's missed a bunch of games, um, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, next year he'll be even better than he was this year. And speaking of running back contracts, I mean, how brutal is this for Tony Pollard? I mean, he has been yeah. a major part of that Cowboys offense making $0 in NFL terms. Sure. Now he finally got his opportunity heading into this offseason as an unrestricted free agent and he goes in with a broken leg i mean that's and he was the guy yesterday yeah they made that very clear <sighs> man so. that sucks for him i really hope that he still somehow gets paid or maybe they franchise him or so. i don't well, know he'll come back he'll make money yeah but money. but he, lo he definitely lost money with this there's no doubt about it. he broke his leg yeah i, I think uh he's got he's got enough juice in him in other words like he's quick he's fast he's a, he's a he's a dual threat kind of running back and he runs hard he, he he'll, he'll get paid really quick nets beat the warriors last night 120 to 116 at golden state 38 for Kyrie irving career high 24 for nick claxton with 15 rebounds oh. nets have won two in a row as they are now 29 and 17 Knicks have lost four straight lost in toronto 125 116 fred van vliet with 28 points uh in this game rj barrett 30 in the loss Devils beat the Penguins in overtime 2-1. Dougie Hamilton, the game-winning goal on the power play. Jack Hughes scores in the first, his 30th. Tonight, the Rangers take on the Panthers. The Islanders are in Toronto. And number one, Houston lost at home to Temple yesterday, 56-55. UConn beat Butler by 30.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Performing live, well, then on this version, but last year, AFC Championship game during the one of the funniest moments in NFL Today history where nobody could hear you guys because someone put the speaker directly behind your set. So I would imagine that there are some things in place this time around to make sure that doesn't happen again. It was interesting. So watching NBC with uh, Kansas City and Jacksonville, you know, they had all their people out at the game. Yeah. So, you know, Sims and all those guys were out of the game and all that. And you, they had a halftime performance, but they weren't, I don't know where they were, but they did not have a speaker behind them. So you could at least hear what they were saying. Good. So they learned from our disaster last year. Sure. And I'm sure it's somebody's job. And they're talking about it right now yeah. to make sure, because it's the same stadium, same situation. You guys are probably going to be roughly in the same area. That this does not happen again. Well, that's up to Drew Kaliski. He's got to fight the fight for us, man. People want to hear what we have to say. That's absolutely right. Especially, you know, when, when guys like me go viral. Yeah, and you did yesterday again, by the way. Yeah, I know. And it really was Matt Ryan that went viral, but you were a big part of it. And it was a clip from yesterday when you welcome Matt Ryan to the set. And he's saying hello to all the members of the panel. And he's sitting between you and Nate Burleson. And he goes to go to Nate Burleson. They do like a more like advanced handshake pound thing. You know, like one of those like, hey, man, we've known each other for a very long time. Did they give a bro hug or no? I don't remember. If it, they was not a bro a bro, it was not a bro hug, but it was it was more like a slap and then a grab of the top part of the fingers. You know, like one of one of those things, like a, yeah. just a much cooler handshake. Right. And then he a much turned, cooler handshake. What do you mean much cooler? It just seemed like these guys were like, you know, hip and cooler when they did that. I'm you hip know? and cool. And then you turned around and gave like the businessman's lunch handshake. You know, like. Hey, Fred, how's it going? One of those. Okay. So this clip went viral because, you know, Nate and then you. Hey, how's it going? You know, it's kind of funny. Well, I always say it, it all and, and to, to Matt's defense. I mean, you respond to how somebody's responding to you. Like, in other words, if I came up to you to greet you with a bro hug, maybe yeah. you would give me a bro hug. I, I would. Sure. Yeah, of right. course. I'd... But if I didn't give you a bro hug and I just stuck out my hand, then you just shake my hand. That is correct. Right. Okay. But I want to make sure that I, you know, I did the right thing. Well, he was able to adapt very quickly. That's what people were saying. Well, that's what we do. We adapt. Yeah. I mean, in spending many years in NFL locker rooms, I'm sure he's been sure. able to adapt to all those things. Right. I, I know Matt Ryan, but not not to the point where I'm like going to bro hug him. You know. Yeah, but but Nate, you know, he's a little closer to the players these days. You know what I'm saying? 
So he's played more recently. So he's got that, yeah, big, what up, man? Then you were like, hey, Boomer Esiason. Hey, Boomer Esiason, how's it going, guys? Yeah. How are you? All right, well, I'm not changing, so forget it. <laughs> well, he went viral again, man, I tell you. You got a pension for going viral. Yes. He's going to have to do something bigger in the second half. I have no idea what you just said. I can't hear a thing. Anybody who's saying, all I know is that Andy Reid made a mistake. Yeah, Andy Reid made a mistake at the end of the first half last year. I have no idea what anybody's saying. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Bernie in Howard Beach. What's going on, Bernie? Yeah, good morning. So I'm I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'll just say this. First, I'd like you to discuss um, the, the first quarter, go for it uh, on fourth down. Yeah, they should have punted there. He should have yeah, punted there. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I, against you know not a high school, but the but the best defense in football. How do they justify that? And the other thing is, I don't think uh, Daniel Jones is the is the he is an answer, but he's not the answer. The answer is uh, a guy who has the composure of a, a Brady or a or a uh, Rogers. I don't expect him um, uh, to have the same composure, which leads to good decisions, not bad decisions. Um, but I do expect him to ha- have a feel for it. I don't think he's got it, and I don't think he's the long-term answer. How, how do you think he would play if he were in the San Francisco offense right now with Kyle Shanahan, with the, that group of players around? I, 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 I have, no, I have, no, I have no clue. I have no clue. Okay. You have a, you, you have, a, you have a clue. I'm, I'm yeah, I do have a clue. I, you know, I think, I think Daniel Jones earns a uh, earns a pay raise and a paycheck, and he earns. Uh, the right to stay here with this coaching staff. Yeah, Bernie did not seem like he had a lot of self-confidence there. No, I didn't. I have no idea what what's going on, and I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> Bernie. Normally, when you call in, you try to convince somebody of exactly. something. Exactly. I mean, come on. A little stronger opinion. You know, have, have, some, uh, have some confidence. Uh, as far as the fourth and eight thing went, I think because on those first two drives, they were moving the ball. They were. That was the best that the offense looked. And then, you know, Brian Dable's like, listen, this thing could get out of control quick. I have confidence that they can be able to convert this because I just saw my offense last week convert all of those third downs uh, and fourth downs, and it didn't work out. It was a no. different situation, uh, you know, a much better team, and then all of a sudden the floodgates so were open. This is where I would I would say, and I, and I was shocked that they were going for it in real time. It wasn't, wasn't an after-the-fact thing. There's being aggressive and there's being reckless, and to me that was being reckless, and you're playing into the hands of Philadelphia if they stop you. And then, of course, on top of that, he had an intentional grounding. Yeah, and I don't... So it gave him even better field position. Yeah, and I don't think that it would have mattered much. It probably frankly. wouldn't have, but the point being is that's too early in the game to be that that aggressive or that reckless, I think. I, I mean... Remember I was saying to you, like, I know that he's trying to shorten the game if he can, if he can get a hold of it and they can create first downs, which they didn't do. And it's one of the reasons why the game got out of hand quickly. But going for it in that situation, taking the intentional grounding penalty on top of it, just exacerbated the whole issue. And it and it happened faster than it needed to. Manny in Bloomfield, what's going on, Manny? Yeah, guys, I, I was trying to find out what happened to Landon Collins Saturday night. I was looking for him all over the field, and Jalen Smith is running. Jalen Hurts. Tackling people all over, and we don't have any linebackers, guys. Yeah, we yeah, know man. that. We know that. We know that, Manny. We, we're, all, we're all in lockstep with that. And, you know, Landon, they signed because they needed a guy. They wanted a guy that had some experience. 
And they ask, they're asking him to play a position that, you know, it's not really his position, but because he lost a, a step, that's probably the best thing to do is put him near the line of scrimmage to see if he can make a play or two. But nobody was making any plays on defense. Yeah, but Jalen Smith, he, 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 he looked like the only guys out there. And you got these small-ass cornerbacks uh, tackling uh, uh, tight ends. Like, they can't tackle them. Well, that's we know that they 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 need to rebuild the roster. That's yeah. the idea, Manny. And I, they they beat the Minnesota Vikings. They did, yes, with those same small ass cornerbacks, exactly. And so, Landon Collins, right? And Daniel Jones, or the other caller, was trashing. So yeah, yes. Was, let's just remember they ran into the one seed, the <laughs> team that may go to the Super Bowl and probably play their best game in five weeks. Right. And the, the Giants had a very very good season. You cannot just change every opinion you had on the team. After this game, you can't. And then the guys like that who were not calling last week with any negative comments, now all of a sudden, you know, the team needs to get blown up and everything else. All right, Boomer and Gio is going to get blown up. What? The team is going to get blown up. Well, I mean, to a certain extent. Blown up to me is strong. I think there's going to be a lot of changes. Blown up to me means general manager, coach, quarterback, all gone. Oh, no, no. And that's not going to happen. How about the roster? Can I say the roster is going to get blown up? I'll give you this. A lot of roster turnover. Blown roster, up. A roster turnover. Blown okay. up sounds too much to me. Blown up sounds negative. Like you're going to blow up the roster. They went to the divisional round. It's going to be some turnover because of the cap. There just has to be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.